For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey, everybody. Uh, We are back with uh, Richie. Um, Yesterday, we talked about insecurities and uh, Richie I thought a good segue today uh, is not only you know the struggles with insecurity uh, that we're going to have in ministry but just you know we're going to be dealing with brokenness the brokenness in our own hearts and then brokenness in other people's lives that that's going to get very ugly and heavy at times hard to deal with Um, so so what have been some of the the most helpful practices uh, in your life that has helped um, you know foster rest while serving in ministry. I mean, that's something it only took me a few years to realize, John, you've got to pace yourself in ministry and uh, you've got to take, you know, a step back from ministry. And so just very practically uh, in your own life, what would have been some very helpful soul care things you've done in your life? Uh, Friends. One is just like the, like the TV show. Sorry. That was a bad joke. (laughs) Oh, it's good. I like that. I appreciate it's good, that. though. Um, it is, friends. Um, <laughs> but friends, uh, I mean, real fr- real friendships and being able to ha- like have real guys that know me and love, love me. Uh, man, I, I probably, I, you know, if you have, if you can, if you can, if you have more than three, you're like really, really blessed, right? Of those real people who really know you and love you and and really cheer for you. But learning to develop those one and not knowing really for my own part of my personal story is just not really knowing how to do friendship mm-hmm. until I was really in my thirties. Real friendship. I didn't know what that was. And it came as a result of a guy that uh, just kept pursuing me and, um, do you mind sharing that story was just, a, a little bit? I remember you absolutely. sharing that in the sermon. Yeah. Do you mind just yeah, that? yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So this is a, I mean, because it's all related. But um, I was I was senior pastor at IPC, and I was running with this buddy of mine. We were going on these like we were training for a twenty a trail run, twenty five k trail run. So we would go like run these trails and together, and he. Uh, and, and he would share his life with me and his story with me and I would, you know, pastor him and I would give him advice and, and, uh, I always felt, I always, after it was over, I was like, I remember always feeling like I'm really, I'm really helping this guy. <laughs> I kind of just remember, I remember going like, I'm just really blowing his mind, his categories and just, you know, and there probably was, you know, good stuff going on, you know, in the midst of all that God's gracious and does what he wants to. Mm-hmm. But I remember one day he, he texted me and said, "Hey, can we meet in your office today at four? Just sort of out of the blue." And I was like, "Oh, I don't like where this is going. Like, I don't. This, this is weird. What do you mean? Just like this is I'm in truck. I felt like I was in trouble or something." Um, I was like, "Yeah, we can meet today at four. Um, this felt very formal, and normally our relationship was real informal and hanging out." And he said, "So he came to my office and he said, I don't know how to be friends with you.'" 
and I just froze. Uh, I, I don't know how to be friends with you because you know everything about my life, but I don't know anything about your life. And I don't know anything about you. Does anyone know you? <laughs> Does anyone really know you? And I don't know how to be friends with you. And I just feel like you're this nice guy that, you know, no one really knows. And I just felt like I'd been caught red handed. Hmm. And I told him, I remember I just said, I don't have conversations like this. That's <laughs> And the reason I said that is that it's the only thing, John, that could cut that came out. Like, it's all I could say. I just went, I don't have conversations <laughs> like this. And so we just started talking. And that was the beginning of me realizing what real friendship was. Uh, because to me, it was just about me looking like it was a good friend, me looking, um, it was just so much, I didn't know, I, I didn't know, I couldn't know myself without friends. And so, man, it was real fellowship of, 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 of then like sharing who I was and my story and building that kind of community. I, and I started feeling closer to Jesus because he was the body of, that's the body of Christ. It's like, there's a part of the friendship. There's a, you can't, I don't believe you can experience, you can't experience, you can know about the friendship of Jesus, but you can't experience or enjoy the friendship of Jesus apart from friends. Hmm. It's just designed that way. Yeah, I think Tim Keller um, talks about being kind of subhuman if you don't have that deep intimacy and relationship. Totally. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and so sure. one is like friendship, which I've kept up with friends and, and make friends. I'm here in Nashville. I've have, uh, thankfully have some really sweet, awesome, deep friends friendships that I get together with guys and we it's not just it's not accountability group it's not anything we don't call it that it's but it's it's a group of guys that that we really do share our lives together and really uh love one another and really cheer for one another and pray for one another and cry with one another and I have a friend that I keep up with on Vox Voxer uh he lives in another state and we keep up and we Voxer is an app that you can get it's great it's almost like modern day letter writing you can leave a five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute message and really share your heart with somebody. And they can listen to it a couple times if they want to, and mm. then respond like, Hey, and just getting that out and just being heard and seen. So friendship is like, that's a huge, huge piece of that is real community. I found real rest and soul care and community is profound mm. within the body of Christ. Second is just regular regular daily, like just daily Bible reading, just reading the Bible, especially the gospels and, uh, but reading scripture, just waking up in the morning, reading scripture, uh, and then learning to like really pray and meditate on scripture mm-hmm. is one, it's another thing, obviously. I'm jumping in on you again. I remember and would encourage everybody to go to, like I said, our conference link. But Richie spoke at the middle school Texas conference uh, this year, and you kind of shared. I thought it was very helpful. Just you got very practical with the students of here's how I go through a text of scripture. Um, do, do you mind kind of walking through that? Yeah, and just saying you know how you kind of live in a text for a while. So one of the things that you know take take. Uh, Take like one of my favorite stories is the the story of the bleeding woman in Mark chapter five, who had the bleeding for, you know, twelve years, and uh, she went to every doctor and she got worse and worse and worse, and then finally Jesus shows up to town. He walks through and he's crowded. All these people crowd out, and then she reaches out and grabs the the hem of his garment and is healed immediately, and then goes off. And Jesus comes back and he's looking for her. Where are you? Where are you? And who touched me? Who touched me? And then finally she comes out, 
shivering and, and you know, says, I did it. And he says, calls her daughter. Like he stopped on the way to go heal another person's daughter, uh, Jairus's daughter. So he could say daughter to her. Now, like take a passage like that. And I mean, the gospels allow us to, the Bible does, allows us to enter that story and to really imagine what's going on. Like, And so, so much of my life, I felt like I was on the outside. And so I, I literally think about her. So I think about the passage and I put myself in that place. I put myself in that place and like thinking about parts of my life that I can't fix or can't clean up. And then realizing that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same Savior that wants to say son to me. Hmm. Um, and how the Spirit then applies a text like that. Uh, I think we make it, we don't want to do that step and when we're studying Scripture. We want to get like, what's the content? What do we get? And so we can leave it. A lot of it is very abstract or in our head. But when you enter the story, um, it completely changes. Hmm. Uh, when you enter the story and think about the scene that's actually happening, uh, we make it more complicated. It's like, what's the what's the principle I can get out of this? Well, of course, the principles that you can derive from the scripture, like a passage like that, right? That God is Jesus is omnipotent and that He is, uh, you know, caring and loving. But is He caring and loving for me? Is He omnipotent for me? Comes. When you enter the story and imagine yourself in the story. And so it comes by look, taking a text. I think for me, smaller units, smaller sections of scripture it, during the morning or, it, or whenever you find your Bible time, smaller sections um, where you're before you even read the scripture, say like, Jesus, I need you today. Show me who Jesus is. Show me yourself now. I need you now. You're the living. You are the living water. You're the you're the bread of life. So I need you now. And and just entering into it with a sense of wonder, sitting in the story, in the passage, and letting the Lord. And I think smaller sections of scripture, and then being silent, um, rather than saying, "Oh, I've, I've got this," and then just shutting it and going, "I've done my quiet time today." But realize the world. The word is living. The word is living. And the spirit uses that living word. And I think taking that scripture and then sitting in it and thinking about it and reading it again, reading those few verses again and asking and then and then being silent. And so I think exercise having a time of silence, you know, starting with, you know, first, you know, two minutes, you know, try being silent after you read a passage for two minutes for a month, hmm. you know, for a, or for a minute, if two minutes is too hard and just being silent. I think the busyness is. That the, I think the I think the evil one and our own flesh wants to be so autonomous and wants it, that we are it's so clamor it's clamoring always to to get to not sit under the, the word and to not sit at the feet of Jesus hmm. uh, that we kind of a Mary and Martha thing but to sit at the feet of Jesus now means that by the Spirit we sit and say I don't know what this means teach me what it means and so I do think silence. It's especially uh, important. So reading the word medit- and then silent and meditating, just thinking about what it means. Because most texts, most of the Bible is really clear and easy to understand the first time you read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it. And there's some places that aren't that take some time to sort of process. But I think I think we need to get uh, what I'll tell people is fight for simplicity and s- silence mm. That's when good. you're reading when you're reading scripture. 
Yeah, that's very helpful. To fight, you really have to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting to think about just the Christian life and how, I mean, really countercultural. I mean, that's a word we can throw around a lot, but how countercultural it is. I mean, one, just to, to sit in silence. I mean, how opposite that is of the, the busy culture that we're in. But then also, I even think of reading scripture, and I love how you say, look, take a verse or a small section of scripture and just reflect on it. And I know when I'm picking up a book, it's like, okay, I need to start in the beginning and finish it and I need to get through it. And I just want to hurry through it. And so thinking of, okay, just stopping and sipping on scripture for a while can seem counterproductive, but just the, the richness that is there and it's made to be savored, you know? Um, yes. So it's revealing a God who is infinite, eternal and unchangeable. And so we're never going to get to the end of him. So like eternity, we won't ever know everything. So like, just start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, I, I think we start, we need to focus on quality. I think a lot of us, I mean, focusing on qu- the quality of our time in the word rather than the quantity of the time of our word. And the quantity will come over years, but like what, what like what you just, cause you want to tell everybody you read the Bible or mm-hmm. like, what's that about? Like, mm-hmm. like uh, it's good to read through the Bible, but like if your goal is just so that you can read through the Bible, you're really going to probably miss, Jesus mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's just very good advice. This is what we're thinking about applying this to, to ministry and the struggles that are there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> One thing: fine. exercise. Oh, really yeah. practical exercise. Hmm. Um, I I started running in my in my early thirties, and I think that that's a huge way of. I mean, a massive. I just find something to do three or four times a week: walk, run, do something. Um, has helped me so much just physically uh, with my stress level, with so many things. It's just exercise has been such an important part. I'm so glad you're, you're adding that. I mean, this is not trying to give a plug here, but this summer my elective at RYM was on a theology of the body and exercise. Um, but just seeing how vitally important uh, that is oh. I mean, something I share is uh, Charles Spurgeon, you know, how uh, he struggled with depression, how open he was about that. And um, him saying one of the best things he could do was just go for a walk and feel the sun shining on him. But it is such a, a stress reliever. Um, so that's that's helpful to bring up. Yeah, good. 